Hi, and welcome to the Create Joy podcast, where we believe that we have the power to not only find meaning in life, but to create joy every day. Yes, even when life gets tough. But here's the thing. I am not the kind of person that joy comes naturally to. I have to work hard to find it. So join me as I explore how and where to find joy as I analyze experiences and ideas and talk to guests who help guide us in our process. I am excited for what we will learn together. I am your host, Katrina Gandara. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited about our guest today. I actually met her online. We've never met in person and I'm super excited to share her message with you. I actually discovered Melissa one day when she was really raw and deep and talking about her struggles with mental health and how she was just being open and honest about it. And it drew me to her immediately. And since then, I've discovered she's this multifaceted, amazing, beautiful person. And she is so willing to help and serve other people. And I've used her services. And we'll talk a little bit more about those. You should too. But she loves living in Utah with her husband and her three sons. And in the chaos of raising wild boys in a little brick house, she has learned that making time for her hobbies makes her a happier wife, mother, and friend. She enjoys sharing simple, budget-friendly strategies for self-care on her Instagram page, Time Out for Cake. And as you might have guessed from her Instagram handle, dessert is a big part of her survival strategy, as well as running yoga and oh, so many bottles of nail polish. So grab a snack and enjoy what Melissa is going to teach us today. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Oh, hi, that was like the nicest intro ever. Thank you. I'm like already blushing. You're too kind. <laughs> too kind. Oh, it's all It's all deserved. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I I just hit my 30 mark last year. So I feel like a grown up. I feel like settled. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my 20s are all about like figuring out who you are and how your life is going to go. And um, I got married and I had three kids and we had moved so many times. And so it nice. It feels so good to like be settled. We've lived mm-hmm. here for four years now and. I love our little home. We just got a little puppy. Like my life is so full and so crazy, but it's also like full of everything I love. So it's not stressful. Like that's been a big thing lately is that I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed by the crazy anymore. Like, cause it's all good. Oh, that's amazing to come to all that. Good. Yeah. I grew up in California and met my husband at college and I feel like that was ages and ages ago, but I'm just happy to be here. Awesome. Um, So what does self-care mean to you? So self-care, I think, is such a, it's so popular right now. And I feel like because it's a popular term, people either love it or they hate it. Like they're either embracing it and yes, let's remember ourselves for once. Or they're like, no, this is totally weird and selfish. And (laughs) it's such a polarizing topic. But um, so to me, I first really got into it when I started yoga about seven years ago. And for me, yoga became less about the movements and the shapes and the stretches and more about breathing and about slowing down and noticing where your feet are in this moment. And that's all that matters. You can let go of what happened an hour ago, what's going to happen this afternoon, and just focus on what you're doing right now. And so the 
the more I practiced that and the breathing and the moving, um, I really learned how to listen to my body and to notice how I was feeling because doing yoga isn't the same every time. Like sometimes I'll have tons of energy and want a really hard workout. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, nope, the nicest thing I can do is just be still for five minutes and take a break. And so, um, as I practiced that, I learned how to really listen to my body and to notice how my body was feeling and how my mind was doing. And so that started self-care with me is I started recognizing, wow, I've been really angry at people lately, or, oh, I was, I've been really short with my husband. Like that doesn't happen this often. Like what's going on? Or, um, I would just get in the habit of taking stock of how I was doing and then deciding to make a plan to counteract that. Like, okay, I've been exhausted. What can I do to fix that? So it started as just the basics, like getting more sleep, drinking more water, getting fresh air. Um, cause I lived in teeny apartments for a long time with my little, little babies and it was hard. And so, um, it became like a regular habit. And I think right now, a lot of the trendiness about self-care is that it has to be something big. It has to be book yourself a cruise or go on that girl's trip or go buy this expensive purse, you know, treat yourself. And, um, instead to me, it's been more about like, what can I do regularly just to like maintain my status quo so that I feel ready for those things you can't prepare for those stressors or something that happens that you can't predict. And so, yeah, it's just been a way for me to find that balance so that I can love the life I'm in now, which is how I feel. Like, I feel like I've reached that balance such that even when cruddy stuff happens or I get surprised by something, like I still love where I'm at. Right. And I love that it's something that actually feeds you and nourishes you, right? Like it, it carries yeah. on instead of just, I don't know, like retail therapy that you buy right. it and then the money's gone, but you're still not right. better. Um, Absolutely. So, and I love that it's a, a regular pattern too, that, that really helps you. So you mentioned that you come to all these realizations and these things, is that while you're practicing yoga or is it, it just kind of clears your mind for the rest of the day? Kind of both. Okay. Um, there's a phrase that my favorite yoga teacher says is like, you want what you felt on the mat, like that calm and that peace. You want that to carry with you throughout the day. You don't want to just hop off the mat and be like, well, I'm stressed again. Let's push too hard and be frazzled all day. You know, like you want it to kind of become a part of how you regularly think. And so, yeah, I think, but it took, gosh, it's been seven years of like practicing this, of noticing where I'm going too hard and where I can push a little more. And yeah, yeah. So both, I guess. If someone's just starting on their journey, if something feels right, give it time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit. Like I'm all about intuition or feeling that guidance from whatever power you believe in. Like we already have so much goodness in us. Like every woman I know is working so hard for things she loves. Like every woman. I don't know a woman that is slacking off because she just doesn't care anymore. Like we all want to be good people. We all want to be helping. We all want to be serving our friends and our kids and our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to take, give ourselves credit about 
you know, I, I do know what I need. I, I can do this. It's, it's attainable. And so you've also, as I mentioned, you had some struggles with mental health as well. And I'm sure yoga played a huge part in dealing with that. But what, what has your experience been with this? I think every, everyone has gone through hard days, good days, sad, um, everyone. But um, after my first son was born, my first baby, um, I was so lonely and isolated. And it was the winter, so I was trying to keep him away from all those germs. And um, we lived in a teeny apartment. My husband worked all day and was still going to school. And it was just really lonely. And once it was springtime, I was like so excited about going on walks with the stroller and fresh air because I love to be outside. I love to move. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a runner. Like I want to move my body. And he hated stroller walks. I tried so many times. He would scream the entire time. I tried going with friends and their strollers and he just would scream the whole walk. He hated it. So then we stopped going outside and it was so, so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I just at the time thought like, this is normal. This is what you get sometimes, sometimes you're super lonely and maybe not loving motherhood. Like I didn't right. really know more than that because it was my first experience with being a mom. Um, and then we had another baby a year and a half later. And I noticed a few weeks into after he was born that I just felt like overwhelmingly lonely and sad. And I was crying a lot. I was crying a lot and just feeling like I was letting everyone down and letting my babies down who just wanted a mom, you know, and I felt like I was falling short on everything. And, uh, after a few months of that, I had my first like scary thought that scary, um, sorry, this is like weird to, (laughs) um, it was my first kind of scary, thought of, I wish I wasn't doing this anymore. I wish I wasn't a mom. I wish I could leave and let someone else take care of my kids so that I could be alone. Like I just wanted to like, Mm -hmm. not even that I wanted to die, but I just wanted to be left alone. Like I just felt surrounded by everyone else's needs all the time, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, thankfully my husband is my rock and I felt comfortable to tell him like, Hey, my mind is wandering. I'm feeling like something's going on that is different. And so I met with my church leader who is also an OBGYN, um, a family doctor. And so he saw the signs of like, this is postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Like this is not just you're tired as a mom, which is totally normal. Like this is more. And he really helped me and got me a great therapist. And, uh, I started taking antidepressants and, I was able to come back to myself and feel like I was the person I wanted to be, the mom I wanted to be. Like I was finally confident in that space of being a mom so that when I had my third little guy, um, I had all of that background. My husband and I knew what to look mm-hmm. for in my behavior and my thought patterns. And so I felt like I was able to face it head on. Um, and it was a much better experience because I was prepared and educated about what had happened before. So yeah, I've kind of, I've come full circle, <laughs> the lowest and then the highest, huh? Right. And that's such a blessing that 
that worked out, right? That you trusted him, your uh, church leader enough to go to him and then that he had that training to help. Have you kind of been able to see signs in other people like that you can reach out and help them? Yeah. Um, I've had, I have a few really close friends that, uh, sadly live far from me. Mm -hmm. And so we, we both have kind of carried each other through our pregnancies and the phases of having a little baby Mm -hmm. because I could talk to them and they saw how I was able to come out of that, um, hole. And then I've noticed things that they've said and be like, okay, like, I love you you're doing awesome. I just think you need more support. Like I think as women, we hate asking for help feeling like, well, this is our job. This is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be a mom and a caregiver to everyone I meet. It's all I ever wanted. Why do I hate it so much? Yeah. Like this is what I should be built for. You know, it should come naturally. And that doesn't mean that we have to do it alone. Like I have had so many friends who have watched my kids so that I could take a nap or gone out with me for ice cream at the end of a long day. Like there's so many ways we can support each other through these really hard phases of life. Like how it's, it's hard to admit that we just trick ourselves into not getting help. Right. So if someone were to, to come to you in your first little stage and just told you like, Hey, you have depression. You need help. Like what's, what's the right way to approach someone that you think might need help? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I think, I think the first thing is like helping them understand that it looks different for different people. Mm -hmm. Like I had heard so many stories in the news and articles and blogs about what postpartum depression looks like that I think with my first baby, I didn't see it as the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have terrible nightmares about my baby being hurt or I didn't worry that I couldn't be trusted with him or, you know, like there's yeah. so many, there's such a spectrum of what depression looks like and postpartum depression that I think sometimes people that need help think that I'm not that bad. It's fine. It'll go away. Like, mm-hmm. So I think if someone had come and told me like, no, this counts too. Like you're, you're miserable and you don't know how to fix it. So let's help someone else help you mm-hmm. fix it. I yeah. love that. And what I'm hearing too is just, I mean, be there, right? First of all, let yeah. them know that you care. Yeah. Think, okay. That's great. So you're from California. I am from Mexico. It's much warmer there than where we both currently live. I don't know if this happens to everyone who lives in cold climates or just people like us who are transplants, but winter is hard. It just gets cold. And I feel like I can push through like the first half of winter, like, okay, we got this, we got this. And then it just kind of like, and then I can't. <laughs> and you just run out of gas, right? And the winter yep, blue yep. set in and you're like, I'm just going to be yep. miserable for the next two months. Um, so, and that's that's one way when life kind of feels gloomy, but sometimes life feels gloomy for other things. But I I think this is a good time to talk about this because everyone, I think, kind of feels a little bit sadder <laughs> in the winter. So what tools do you have to help you create joy when life feels a little gloomy? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the first thing I would totally recommend is to just slow down for a few minutes and take note of how you feel. Are you getting more frustrated? 
Have you been crying a lot? Are you losing your temper? Do you feel like you have no friends? Like, what is it that's, are you tense in certain parts of your body? You know, like just noticing how you're feeling is an excellent way to start. Um, and maybe that'll seem super overwhelming at first, like write it all down. If you have to just get it out on paper, but like, Oh, I feel like I don't have any friends or I feel like no one wants to hang out with me or it's too cold. And I don't know. Um, so to just notice and see how you're doing. Um, this was super interesting because I feel like we try to hide our feelings, right? Like we don't want to feel sad and we don't want to feel so actually feeling it and allowing them to, because while we're rejecting them, we're actually like holding it into our bodies and we're feeling worse. And absolutely. Like my friend and I have this promise that we can just rant to each other whenever we need to, because to just get out the words and to get out the emotions, like helps that tension so much. Like, yeah. So it, it takes a lot of practice to not want to power through it. Cause I think as women are really good at that too. Like it's okay. I'll just push through and make it work, but mm-hmm. to really slow down and take a minute to check in is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, I actually found a quote about this from, uh, Patricia Holland. She has an amazing book called to mothers and I, I highly recommend it. It's a good bedside book. Um, but she said, like, depression, conflict, or negativism, negativism is often a message to us that we are not growing toward the full measure for what God has created us. Our pain, emotional pain, is a demand that we stop and take time for change in our life because we may be getting off course. I love that. Like, wow. if there are things going on in your body or your mind, like, it's a warning signal. It's like, hey, something's up. It's time to readjust. Um and what I what I've been learning through several interviews and just a lot of studying that I've done about the human body is that our bodies kind of know what they want, right? <laughs> They're crying out for help. And as uh, my friend Julie points out, it's like a baby. It's like a child that'll be like, hey, mom, I need some help. And then if we don't listen, it gets worse and louder and louder and louder, right? Until a full-blown chant- tantrum happens. We just need to be aware of our bodies and what it needs and what's happening in it because our bodies are so amazing. And also that they hold on to all those emotions. You mentioned when you do yoga, you feel things that are off in your body. I have totally had tantrums. (laughs) And I think a lot of us have where we, we let things accumulate too far. Right. Where we pushed too hard. We took on way too much onto our plates and eventually all the plates drop and scatter on the floor and we just have this meltdown of I failed, you know, and that used to happen to me so often, like once a month, I would, yeah. I would power through things and help everyone else and then just have this crying fit to my husband, like I'm miserable and I'm failing and I hate this and I don't want to do this anymore. It was hard. And once I started like maintaining this balance myself, mm-hmm. I didn't feel it escalate such that I had to drop everything on someone else's shoulders. Like I'm able to have bad days mm-hmm. and talk to my husband about it and say, Hey, this, this was really frustrating today. I need to go on a walk for like five minutes. No little voices following me. Mm-hmm. 
I need, you know, like, and by checking in as it happens, I don't let it fester and become this huge thing that collapses on top of me. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you're doing less of all these things now? Or do you feel like you just have the tools to handle them better? You're not going to have a perfect level of I'm exactly the mom I want to be and neighbor and friend and helper. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's give and take, but I'm learning that if I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. Like I can't do it all. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to pick and choose. And sometimes being a mom is way more important than helping with the school party. Right. And sometimes helping my friend when she's had a baby is more important than me going to the gym. Right. You know, like it, it's a give and take, but I'm noticing that because I can't do it all, I'm learning to be okay when I have to decline something else. Like, mm. Hey, I can't this time. And there's no guilt. There's no, I don't even have to explain it. Mm-hmm. Just like, I, I can't right now, you know, maybe next time. And mm-hmm. that way I'm really aware of what I am committing to. So have you read, um, present over perfect? No, I haven't. So in it, she talks about this, about like learning to say no. Like it's okay to say no. If you're the kind of person who says yes to everything, like everyone will always ask you. <laughs> and then the same the same message you said, like you need, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And so you actually need to, like when you start saying no, people will start respecting your time. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I'm learning to do that with my friends too. When they tell me no, right? I don't take it personally anymore. In, in fact, I'm proud of them. Like, good. Like, I'm glad you can't help me with this because mm-hmm. something else is going on that is taking precedence. Like, absolutely. Like, I want to be over the moon supportive of them because I can't require my friends to be on demand. You know, anytime right. I need support or help with something with, you know, a house project or things come up. So just like I can't always drop everything and help someone, neither can they. And so, yeah, we can totally learn to be more forgiving of others when sometimes we have to wait for their help or Mm -hmm. ask someone else, you know, and that's totally fine. Right. Or sometimes maybe we just have to remove things from our lives. (laughs) Like if you can't handle it, maybe edit out a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. I just love that reminder. So my second tip is to then start with your physical needs. Like, don't worry about the girls trip. Don't worry about (laughs) buying the fancy bag. Like, let's focus on your physical well-being. Everyone needs nutrition. Mm -hmm. I hate diets. I'm not going to talk about diets. What you do is Mm -hmm. up to you. But we need healthy food in our bodies. The end. Mm -hmm. Um, We need enough water. If you're drinking more caffeine than water like your body is going to be affected by that um we need movement that doesn't mean a gym membership it doesn't mean running it doesn't even mean yoga if you don't want to but your body functions better when it moves that's why we have muscles you know Mm -hmm. um a big one to me is getting outside which is hard when it's so cold but i require fresh air every day so Um, sometimes I'll go and get the mail, you know, like Mm -hmm. 30 feet from my front door (laughs) and I'll just, (laughs) and I'll just take a minute to breathe and to look at the mountains that I love and listen to the birds in the tree and just (sighs) 
let it out. And that, that goes a long way too. Um, and And I think just being aware of your surroundings outside, right? Like it's so easy to just have tunnel vision and like, I'm going to the mailbox and then I'm going back home, (laughs) but just appreciate the beauty around you. I love that. Totally. Yeah. I think being stuck in our four walls really affects us. So to Mm -hmm. be outside in nature, even just for a few minutes, if it's freezing at your house, like it just helps me breathe deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last one is sleep. Like we need sleep. No girl's trip will make up for the fact that you're getting four hours of sleep every night because you have a newborn, you know, Mm -hmm. like it won't. And so there's so much you can do. I have swapped with neighbors so that we could each take a nap on different days, you know, (laughs) put in the Disney movie, close your eyes for 30 minutes. Like you, your body needs sleep. Like I read in this parenting magazine that like sleep deprivation was used in times of war as torture, you know, Mm -hmm. like your body requires it. And when you don't get enough sleep, like you start shutting down, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's horrible. Well, I don't have the statistics, but doesn't it have to do with like the same damage as smoking a pack of cigarettes, like sleep deprivation really affects your body Oh man, because your body needs to reset. Yeah. It totally does. So like I would start there. Like, yes, all the trending self-care things are super fun. But if your basis isn't, if your foundation isn't stable, like none of that other stuff will matter. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you need sleep. You need fresh air. You need water. You need breakfast. You know, like you need to make sure you're keeping your physical body healthy too. Um, and then my third tip would be to once you have that foundation of you're taking care of your needs, just like you would take care of the needs of your kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of like parenting yourself. Like once you're making sure that you're sleeping and eating and getting that movement you need, then you can add the fun, mm-hmm. which is what my Instagram has become. My Instagram has become the fun. And uh, I love painting my nails two times a week. Like that, that is like (laughs) nourishing Mm -hmm. to me. And that doesn't mean that's for everybody, but I post like my nail pictures or my makeup looks or the book I read at book club this month, because I want that to spark Mm -hmm. some thinking with my friends of, Oh, like I miss doing this. I should pick that up again. Not that it's the same thing as what I'm doing, but Mm -hmm. I want, I want us to get better at thinking about, huh? Like what? what do I miss? What used to bring me so much joy that I've kind of let go because now I have all these other roles I'm playing. Mm -hmm. What can I bring back? Right. We forget about who we really are. And I love um, Dieter F. Uchtdorf talks about how there lies within each of us a desire to create. Like there's this desire in us that wants to make something and to be, you know, creative and develop ourselves. And sometimes it's like makeup is an art, right? You use this canvas and you do makeup and even like painting your nails or if you're into music or something that you love outside of parenting, if that's where you're, where you've lost your identity right now, or maybe you're too focused on your job and you've lost your identity, whatever it is, you need to create something in you. So I love that tip. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think we feel bad remembering that we were an individual first. Mm -hmm. Like, we weren't a coworker first. We weren't a student. We weren't a spouse or a mom or 
we were ourselves and yeah, when we're growing up, our time is pretty selfish. Like we get to do the mm-hmm. hobbies we like and play with our friends and everything kind of revolves mm-hmm. around us. And our and mom drove us around everywhere. <laughs> right, right. And it can't go back to that. Mm-mm. But you can still have pieces of that of this one's for me. Mm-hmm. This this time is for me to do something that I'm excited about just for fun, mm-hmm. frivolous, like just for me. Yep. And you know what? The kids see it. And one, it helps them know that when they grow up, they don't have to stop being human, right? But it also gives them, like, they like to see that mom has a personality and that mom has something going for her. And uh, sometimes, I mean, all the time, it should be. Like, I started noticing when my kids were littler, we'd say our family prayers, right? And bless dad at work, and bless Ashton at school, and bless Grace that she'll have fun today at her play date, Right. And then it was yeah. over and like, where was mom? And so then I started realizing like, wait, I have things too. So I started before the prayers, I'd be like, hey, this is what's going on in my day. And so then they started to pray for me. And now I don't have to prompt them anymore. Now they kind of know what's happening and they know that mom's a person and they will bring me treats that I like and they love doing breakfast in bed. And sometimes it's like, woof. They have some strange combinations, but but they but mom's a person, right? And they need to know that, and I need to know that they know that, and it's. I love that so much. I love that idea. Like my kids have started noticing my nails. Like they'll come uh-huh. downstairs in the morning because I paint my nails at night when I don't have to like mm-hmm. fold any laundry or anything, and so in the morning they're like, "Oh, it's candy corn today," or "What do you do on your oh, nails I now?" Love that. Or, it's flowers. That looks so cool. Like they're noticing the things mm-hmm. that I get excited about. And it's also helped my husband too. I think our husband's, um, at least mine gets really into his role of protecting and providing. Mm-hmm. And he thrives on that. He loves that he does that. But then at the end of the day, like I've, I've totally seen him be almost guilty about, Hey, can I have some unwinding time? It's been a hard mm-hmm. day at work. And I'm like, yes, like, I've had our days too. You let me unwind. He's so good about pushing me to book club when I need to go see my friends Mm or um, taking that time for myself to take a bath. Like he is so good. And so it hurt that he was ever hesitant about, I need a break. Can I go take a break? Like, Mm -hmm. can I go wander around a store and, and not have to think about the work I did today and the coworker that was frustrating or, you know, anything. And so... I think it's a good opportunity for us to help our entire family. Like you're a person too, you Mm -hmm. matter. And I want to support you in that. Right. And I think especially men, there's the whole like masculine strength, right? They, they can't show weakness and they can't um, say that they have needs, but they are on all the time. So just allowing them and encouraging that freedom and that individuality is great. Yeah. Not something I thought about with this. So let's all help our husbands, the men in our life. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. I love this. Um, Can you just recap your tips really quick? Absolutely. So my first tip is to stop and take a few minutes to be still and breathe and just check in with how you're doing. How's your body feeling? Are you tense? Are you frustrated? Are you feeling lonely and neglected like what are those emotions that are coming up at the base of all of this um and then to start with your physical needs take care 
Um, make sure you're getting enough sleep, that you're eating foods that nourish you, that you're getting the water that you need, that you're moving a little bit every day, that you're breathing the fresh air, that you're doing all those things so that your body can feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my last tip was to then once you've had that foundation, then add the fun. Find something to do on a regular basis that you're excited about, that's just for you, that's not a task, that's not something you have to get done, but just something that you enjoy that is a nice break for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much. Um, before we go, can you tell us a little bit about your one-on-one beauty consulting? Yeah, totally. So I, I love makeup and mm-hmm. I've spent a long, long time watching videos and learning techniques and um, different ways to do it and to add color. And it's been such a joyful thing for me. Um, I, my friends started like asking me for help, like, Oh, I don't, I don't know how to do eyeshadow. Can you help me? Or my foundation always looks terrible under my eyes or whatever. (laughs) Like my friends started asking for help. And so I had researched enough products and tried enough things that I knew how to help them. And they were like, Oh, thank you. This is so much better. Like I love how my face looks and I'm not insecure about it. I can mm-hmm. forget about it and move on through my day. Um, Cause I don't think makeup should be like a mask that we're trying to cover up what we're insecure about. I think it should be a fun thing and then you move on, you know? And I love that you're so open about that. Like, I don't know, a decent percentage of your time on Instagram, you have a clean face, like you have yeah. no makeup on and you're not trying to hide anything. So I love that you use it as like a creative tool. Yes having friends ask me for help and them loving it, I decided to open it up to my friends on Instagram. Um, For people that live near me, I will go shopping with you and help you pick out your foundation shade and what blushes would look cute with your dress for your sister's wedding and um, how to fill in your eyebrows if that's something you want to do. Like it isn't something where I make you over. Mm -hmm. It's very much led by my friend, like, okay, what's your budget? What's your comfort level? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be able to get ready fast in the morning? Or do you want to just take care of your face? Or is it just finding the right lipstick for this event? Or it's all led by um, you. And so it's, yeah, the client. And so it's been so fun to do that. And then now I do it virtually with people live far away from me where we can send video chats and I can send them recommendations and it's just awesome to hear back at the end of it like I feel so much more confident or I now want to get creative or more expressive with my makeup and make it fun and and not this thing where I feel like I have to be made up to go to the store right like (laughs) no obligation this is just fun like don't ruin it Mm -hmm. so it's just been so rewarding to me Right. And you're so sweet doing it too. There's zero judgment and zero. I've, I've used your services. I I had like adult acne for the past several years and I've like tried all the stuff that I thought was going to help. And it wasn't until I reached out to Melissa and she fixed it like immediately at well, as long as it takes to clear up, right? So a couple of weeks, but the products were immediate and, and it wasn't, expensive like the my new products are a fraction of the price of my old products so it's definitely I'm worth so <laughs> I'm so glad that makes me so happy yeah I'm all about like changing what you need to to be more confident 
acne is the worst. Mm-hmm. I know that from experience. <laughs> and saving money helps a lot too, because we all have a million other things where our money has to stretch mm-hmm. to go to. And buy nail polish, yeah. right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. You're such oh, a light to the world. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm so grateful that Melissa took the time to share her message with us. She is a huge advocate for people just taking care of themselves mentally and physically and emotionally. If this is something that you struggle with, something that you need some help with, I would definitely suggest you go and connect with her. You can connect with her over on her Instagram, which again is linked in the show notes. She also has a couple of really good articles that she wrote on Power of Moms, one called Tried Resting Instead, and the other one is Reconnecting with Yourself After Kids, which if you are a mother, you know how incredibly and alarmingly, surprisingly hard it is to do to find yourself again after you have kids because everything changes. Your body changes, your mind changes, your likes change. So this is an incredibly important thing for each of us to be doing. She also sent over her Create Joy Challenge for this week, and here it goes. Find 10 minutes in your day today to do something that you love to do. Not a task on your list, not for others, just for you. I think this is an incredible challenge because especially if we're a parent, there's so many things that we do in our lives for other people. And it can feel really hard and almost selfish to take time out of our day to do something for ourselves, but it is so rewarding. But thinking of ways to take care of ourselves can feel so overwhelming sometimes. I don't know why we do this, but it is really hard to get in touch with yourself again um, sometimes. So if you are, if you have any really great ideas of things that you can do to show yourself love, please share it with um, with me and with the community. Um, Instagram would probably be the best way over at Create Joy Podcast and give us all some ideas because this is a great way to um, not only make our lives better, but to create more joy in the world as a whole. And that's what we're all about. Thanks again for joining us. I love this community and I love what we are creating together. So until next time, let's create a little joy today.